Happy Tuesday! My name is Nick. My name is Alan. And welcome into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon. Last week, Shrew Shrubberies bid farewell to their new friend Malasis, the druid tiefling, who had offered them shelter and given them some information about some tricksy gnolls and goblins known to frequent these parts of the woods. Our heroes spent the night and then made their way towards the tribal trail, where they could finally see their destination. On the way to the trail, they spotted a few traps, and upon investigating, they saw what appeared to be a tiefling hanging from one of these traps upside down from a tree, with a skin a delicate hue of soft lavender, and two dainty horns curving gently outward, resembling delicate spirals of ivory. And this is where we pick up this week, where shrew shrubberies had moved closer, but had not yet been noticed by this creature. Do you guys see what I'm seeing? Yes, I believe that might be Cookie. Hmm, does she seem alive? I'm not too sure. We need to get closer. Well, I'll go first. You guys stay behind, lay low. I'll go up to her, see if I can cut her down. Just wait here. Be careful, sure. I will be. How close do you want to get? You're about 65, 70 feet away at the moment. I want to go right up to the tree she's hanging from. But I want to go carefully, checking for traps along the way. And of course, stealthily as well. Alright then, roll me an investigation and a stealth. Investigation is a seven. Stealth is with advantage of your boots stealth is a 19 so you make your way very quietly towards this tree keeping an eye out for any traps you're getting closer you've seen no signs of any trip wires or any marks on the floor that look out of place you're now just 10 feet away from the tree this tiefling doesn't seem to notice you i want to get right up to the tree and crouch down i want to try and hide from any possible onlookers but when i get there i want to go like Psst. hey Psst. you up there you're alive. What? Who's there? Who's that? Shh. Lower your voice, woman. You're gonna get us discovered. Who are you? I am true. I am here to help you. I know your husband. You are Cookie, right? Yes, I'm Cookie. Okay, okay. How do you know Malasis? I stumbled upon your quaint home yesterday. He offered us a place to stay overnight, and he told us all about you. He said you were in Thunderling, selling your wares. But I see you... You didn't quite make it there. Or perhaps you didn't quite make it back. I was on my way back. <sighs> okay, okay. Try and not make much of a scene. Are there gnolls around? Surely. I believe this is a gnoll trap. <sighs> you notice that she's got a mix of anxiety and discomfort and growing exhaustion. I've been trying to free myself with little success. I, I dropped my knife. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, no, it's not funny. No, it's, it's not, not funny. Not at all, not at all. It's... Normally I would have wild-shaped, but I'd already used my my abilities to get here. Had to travel with speed and detection for these parts. What are you what, what are you being tied by? Is it a rope? A vine? Well, yes. Can't you see? And as you look up, you see her ankles are caught by this crude-made rope. Hmm. I think a squirrel could probably chomp through that, couldn't it? 
Well, perhaps you can jump for it. We need to hurry. The, the gnolls will be here any moment. I've oh, been no. here too long. Okay, okay, okay. I want to turn into a squirrel. What are you doing? And I climb up the tree. Stealthily. <laughs> Try not to get detected. I pause for a moment from up there and look around. Do I see any gnolls? Anyone laying in ambush? Give me a perception check. I'll say with advantage because of the height. Okay, I rolled a one. Much better, a 22. As you're looking around, you see on the ground below the tree the dagger that Googie had dropped. And you can also see in the distance what appears to be movement with the bushes and the trees and the faint sound of various footsteps. They appear to be a couple of hundred feet away from you at least. In which direction? Towards where my friends were? No, towards the complete opposite side. Okay, I want to as slowly and as quietly as I can chew through this rope. Okay, roll to attack then. <laughs> to attack the rope. Yeah, rope has an AC. So five. That total or? Well, I don't know what a squirrel oh. adds. <laughs> Plus three. So eight total. Eight, so you're gnawing on this rope. Nothing seems to be happening. Gonna try again. Thirteen total. You start chewing through. This time your teeth start to make its way through the fibers of the rope. You see it starting to fray. Give me another attack roll. 15 total. So you continue to gnaw for this rope. The last fibers start to ping. The last threads suddenly give way as Googie falls to the ground with a thump. Oh! Oh, true! Oh, I climb down the tree. Didn't expect to see another druid in these parts. Thank you. I must reward you. I change back to true. Sorry about the bump. I, my intention was to grab you from the bottom, but I think I bit into it a bit too hard. Anyway, this, this is not the time to, to catch up. Let's get out of here before the gnolls notice. And I start walking and gesture to her to follow me quietly back to my companions. So you make your way across, and you're now with your companions. Oh, she is alive. That is good news. Yes, yes. But there's gnolls a mere hundred feet away from us. A bit more, maybe. We better back up a bit if we are to start a conversation. Where do you suggest we go? How far had we travelled from Malice's house? About a half a day's travel. I mean, it's just a few gnolls. I'm sure we can take them after that spider and that thunderbolt. Yes, we need to take care of them, but I was thinking perhaps we could ambush them ourselves. But I don't think that Cookie here is in any state to be fighting. Let's take her somewhere safe and then we can continue. So I want to go a bit further away from all this to a relatively safe place. A place that is kind of shrouded, maybe it's bushes or, or some trees. Somewhere that looks far enough and safe enough to keep Cookie hidden. Okay, roll me a survival check. 17 total. You survey your surroundings. You see that about five or six hundred feet away, there's a clump of trees which are more tightly knit together than the area you've been in now. This place looks good enough, Cookie. You stay here. We'll get rid of these knolls and we'll, we'll be back right now. Are you, are you doing okay? Do you need some healing or some food, water? No, I should be alright. I've got some, some water and some supplies. I was just tired more than anything. The blood had rushed to my head. Hmm. Did you pick up your dagger before leaving? Oh, actually I didn't. Well, I'll get it. When we get rid of these knolls, don't worry. I'll wait for you here. Yes, please do. Now, these knolls were around a hundred feet from where I climbed up the tree before. I'm not good with numbers, but... I reckon if we've walked about four or five hundred feet, they're probably there already. You think they were, they noticed me? Well, I don't know, but I would imagine that... I mean, if I had set traps, 
I'll be coming back to check them at some point. Hmm. So you weren't discovered, Googie? How long have you been there? Oh, best part of a day. And no one came looking? No, there's been no one else coming down these paths. I mean the Knowles. They hadn't discovered you yet. No, not yet. Then let's not waste more time. As soon as they see the trap is broken, they'll sound the alarm. Let's get up to where we were, and if they're still there, we ambush them. Let's go now. And I want to make my way back to where we were originally. Still hiding around in the bushes, and if we see the gnolls, we want to surprise them. Alright, I'm going to need you to roll me for stealth and blindly. I'm going to ask you for your marching order as well. I'll be going up the front, Murko by the back. Behind me, Fabian. And behind Fabian, Fena, Caspus, and then Sister Garel. You're making your way back to where you'd rescued Cookie. A hunting party of gnolls slinks into view. Their forms a grotesque blend of humanoid and beast. Mottled fur covering their hunched bodies, ranging in colour from a sickly grey to a deep, matted brown. You can see that their eyes gleam with feral hunger, like the gaze of predators tracking their prey. You also see that their snouts are elongated and dog-like, bearing rows of sharp, jagged teeth that jut out in a menacing grin. They appear to be searching the ground for something, or someone. You notice that there's six normal-looking gnolls, and then three slightly bigger ones. Give me a perception check. Ten. You can just catch a glimpse as you're moving into cover that these three appear to have bits of flesh hanging off their belts. In fact, in one of them you can see what looks like a mangled hand. The far end of this area, you see a hulking one. It's carrying a glaive. It looks far more ferocious than the others. Shrew manages to make it at the front of the line to this tree to take cover. But unfortunately behind him his companions, making quite a bit of noise. And you notice that one of the gnolls looks towards you and lets out this howl. I'm going to ask you to roll for initiative. Shrew first. 17. I'll do Fena. 15. Fabian. 9. Murkub, 14. And 5 for Sister Garel. So a shrew has not been seen. He effectively has a surprise round, all to himself. And as he's staring down this open area, he can see that the vast majority of these gnolls are centered around the tree where he had rescued Googie from, with one of these gnolls actually atop it, surveying the air around him. Behind the tree, you can see this great hulking knoll, the one with the glaive. He's behind and to the left of it, and then behind and to the right are two of these gnolls with bits of flesh on them. What shrew doing? Okay, Shrew wants to cast Wall of Fire. Alright, as it's a magical fire, it's not going to spread to the surrounding trees and shrubs and bushes. That's good. It's a 60 foot long line I want to cast. Where do you want to center it? Slightly off to my right. I want there to be more wall to my right than there is to my left. And it would be catching one of the knolls. It's placed on one of the knolls. The others are kind of staggered so I can only catch one. It's a one foot thick wall only. Okay, so that gnoll's going to have to take a dexterity saving throw. Which he fails spectacularly. Roll for damage. Okay, that's 5d8. Oh, he gone. (laughs) Although with your rolls, he could live another day. Total of 19 damage. 19. Not too shabby. You hear this howl as that gnoll drops to his knees, panting and gasping for air. Is you doing anything else? No, I'm staying put behind the tree. All right. So then it's the start of the initiative order proper. It's over to the knoll, just behind and to the right, or the one you've just set alight. He's just seen this wall of fire. 
burst up, but through the flames he can just about make out the party. So I'm gonna say he's gonna take an attack with his longbow, with disadvantage, and he's targeting Fenner. His arrow misses, and after letting loose that arrow, he starts making his way around the far side of the firewall to Shrew's left. It's now to the big boy at the back, the one with the glaive. You can see him barking and pointing his arm around. He appears to be giving orders, and he too draws a longbow and takes a shot towards your party. This one will also be with disadvantage. This crude arrow thumps into the ground just in front of Fenner as it narrowly misses her. It's now over to Shrew. I want to get out from behind cover and run towards the knoll that popped up from behind the firewall and stop right before a rock that is in front of him. Okay. From there I want to cast Thorn Whip. Alrighty, you want to remind our listeners what that is? Yeah, it creates a long vine-like whip covered in thorns that lashes out my command toward a creature in range. It's 30 feet. I make a melee spell attack against the target. If the target hits, the creature takes 1d6 piercing damage. And if the creature is large or smaller, I pull it 10 feet closer towards me. The spell's damage would increase by 1d6 when I reach level 5. So that's 2d6 then for you now? Yeah. Okay, then roll to hit. 19 to hit. That hits. That's a total of 5 damage. And you pull in 10 feet closer, yeah? Unfortunately, yes. It was unintentional, but it's what the spell does. So you've pulled him into melee range now? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Is you doing anything else? No, I'm staying there. Alright, then it's over to Fenner. Fenner and Caspus, I should say. Fenner wants to run behind the tree as Shrew was hiding behind. And from there, cast good old Guiding Bolt. Alright then, roll to attack. What level are you casting the set? As a level 2. I want to try and hit the creature that's currently in melee range with Shrew. 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. That's 5d6 then. Okay, rolled two ones, two twos and a three, so nine damage. This knoll looks rather worse for wear now, as he starts glittering in a mystical dim light, which up to this point in the adventure we fail to realize, which gives the next attack against this creature advantage. Mm-hmm. Is Fenner doing anything else, or is Caspus doing anything? No, they're staying there. Then it's over to the knoll that was burnt. So that Noel's gonna get out of the reach of the flames and come around the side. He makes his way past his companion that's engaged now with Shrew. He's just so Shrew's right, but not enough to flank him. This one grabs his spear and he's gonna try and pierce Shrew with it. That's a natural 18, which I think hits. Yeah, that hits. It's a total of 9 piercing damage on Shrew. Shrew actually needs to take a concentration check, having taken damage, to see whether he can hold his concentration on the firewall. Seven. That does not make it. No, unfortunately not. With that, it's now over to Murkob. Murkob wants to move forwards a bit and take cover behind one of the trees. When he gets to the tree, he wants to take out a javelin and fire it at the knoll closest to him. As Murkob starts reaching for the javelin behind him, he feels his grip tighten on the battle axe. As he grimaces, he's not going for the javelin. Ooh, <laughs> It's a cursed item, I tell you. You can't let it go. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Do I have any movement left? He's got his orcish aggression. So as a bonus, he can move up to 30 feet towards a hostile creature. He's already used his 30 of normal movement, so he would have 30 left as long as it's towards an enemy. Hmm. Risky. Risky. No, he's gonna stay there. That's his turn then. If anyone, he, he wants to ready his action there. If anyone passes by him and he can use his axe 
to hit them, he will do so. All right. It's now over to one of these meaner-looking gnolls. This one draws his longbow, and he's staring Murkop down. That's a 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. It's a total of four piercing damage on Murkob, and he draws his bow again. It's a total of 18, which hits again, for a total of five damage. That means Murkob's taken nine, and I need Murkob to give me a wisdom saving throw. 18. That saves, and now a second one for the second attack. 17. That also saves. And with that, it's the end of this gnoll's turn. It's over to one of the other two of these gnolls. This one takes aim at true. 12 to hit. Does not hit. And total of 16 to hit. That one does. It's a total of 7 piercing damage on true. With that second shot, as the first one whizzes over his head. It's now over to Fabian. Fabian wants to go up to one of the gnolls engaged with true as he throws all caution to the air and just, with both hands, tries to lunge at it. All right. He would have advantage as he's now flanking the snow. 13 to hit. That does not hit. He repositions himself and this time tries to slash the back of the knoll. Alright, roll to attack. 25 this time. That one does hit. Total of 10 damage. This knoll crumples as Fabian's blade slashes him from behind. He's down and out for the count. He wants to use his momentum to continue his run and position himself behind the other knoll that is attacking true. And that would be... Fabian's turn. It's now over to the knoll that's in the tree, and he sees Sister Gorel stood there all alone. He aims his longbow at her. It's a total of 14 to hit, which narrowly misses. It's now over to one of the knolls that's under the tree, to the right as Shrew and his party are looking towards it. And likewise, he takes his bow, draws the string as he aims at Shrew. That shot fires widely into the tree near Shrew, nowhere near him. He then uses his movement to move towards Shrew and Fabian. It's now to the knoll directly under the tree where Googie had been rescued from. And like his colleague, he's going to draw his bow at Shrew and let loose an arrow. This one pings into the rock beside Shrew and shatters into several pieces. And he also uses his movement to move towards Shrew and Fabian. It's now over to the other knoll that's just beyond the tree where Murkob is. He's going to draw his bow, aiming at Shrew as well. That's the second natural one in a row as his arrow also shatters against the rock, and he uses his movement to move within melee range of Fabian now. It's over to the third of those meaner-looking gnolls. He uses some of his movement to move out from a tree, and he's staring Murkub down. It's a 19 to hit Murkub, which hits for an additional three points of damage. I need Murkub to give me a wisdom saving throw. That's a natural one. As the arrow pierces his flesh, he lets out an almighty roar as his eyes turn red almost salivating at the mouth. He looks incredibly pissed off. He's going to take a second shot at him. It's a total of 16 to hit, which also hits. This time it's 7 damage. Murkov has now taken 19 points of damage. So it's over to Sister Gorel. Sister Gorel is going to target what she assumes is the pack leader here. She creates three rays of fire in her hands and hurls them one by one at this creature. The first one misses, as does the second. The third hits, dealing him a total of 7 fire damage. We're now back to the top of the round. It's over to that knoll that's engaged with Shrew. That's a total of 7 to hit, which misses. Shrew is as agile as a cat at the moment. Unhittable. It's now over to what appears to be their pack leader. He draws his longbow again. He's aiming at Sister Gorel. 
This time his first shot hits, as does his second. That's a total of 18 damage on Sister Gorel from both shots. It's now over to Shrew. Okay, Shrew wants to attempt to cast Erupting Earth on the two bigger gnolls that are firing arrows at them. I'm casting it as a level, my final level 4 spell. Alright. Okay, so the first one I think has failed with a 10. Yeah, failed. And the second one I think succeeds with a 17. Yeah, saves. The normal looking knoll that's also caught by the erupting earth also fails. Roll for damage. That's 4d12. That's 33 damage halved for the one that saved to 16. The one that failed crumples and falls as he snaps his neck. And the small knoll, having taken the full brunt of that erupting earth, crumples to the floor as his bones snap. He's also gone. Oh yeah. The other one's looking rather worse for wear. Is Shrew doing anything else this time? Yeah, as a bonus action, I wanna while shape into cave Shrew Bear. It's been a while since you made that noise. People are asking for it. <laughs> By people you mean you, yeah? Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> I'm sure listeners do too. Alright then, it's over to Fenner. Fenner wants to try and hit the knoll that just got attacked by Shu with the erupting earth. What are you doing? With another guiding bolt and again at level 2. Okay, roll to hit. 14 to hit. That does hit. Just. For a total of 17 damage. Oh, that does it as he crumples to the floor. Okay, it's now over to Murkob. Murkob in a blind rage is looking around the battlefield. He rushes towards Fenner, raising his great axe above his head. Blinded by rage, going to try and attack her. That's a 14 to hit, which just hits. That's a total of 10 slashing damage on Fenner. Oh Murkub, what are you doing? It's now it's a Fabian. Has Fabian seen what's gone down with Murkub and Fenner? He's heard her shout, and as he looks over, he sees Murkub standing over her, his axe wet with Fenner's blood. Okay, ignoring all safety to himself, he's gonna rush past the nose beside him and lunge into Murkub and try and grapple him. Okay, as Fabian's doing that, he's going to provoke three attacks of opportunity from each of the gnolls beside him. Two of them completely miss. One of them hits for a total of seven damage on Fabian. Okay, so give me an athletics check then for Fabian. That's a five. Ooh, Murkub rolls a seven. Fabian narrowly misses out on grappling Murkub. Does he have another turn as his second action? Or does he have to take the attack action. It has to be the attack action for multi-attack. Okay. It's over to the knoll in the tree. He's going to take aim at Bershrew. It's a total of 13 to hit. Yeah, that hits. It's a total of 5 piercing damage on Bershrew. One of the knolls engaged with Bershrew. Going to try and stab him with his spear. That hits. It's a total of 5 piercing damage. And now over to the other knoll that's beside Shrew. Total of 9 to hit, which misses. It's now over to the last remaining Slightly meaner looking knoll, the far end of the battlefield. He draws his longbow again. This time he takes aim at Fabian. His arrow whizzes into the branches of the tree beside him. As is his second shot. It's now over to Sister Gorel. Sister Gorel is going to cast Scorching Ray again. Seeing Shrew outnumbered, she's going to target those knolls. First attack misses. Second attack hits. Dealing a total of 10 damage on that last knoll that attacks Shrew. The third ray also targeting that creature, which unfortunately misses. It's now back to the top of the round, and that first knoll engaged with Shrew. 13 to hit. That hits. Total of 6 piercing damage on Shrew. 
So it's at the big boy in the far end of the battlefield, the pack leader. He aims at Sister Gorel. His first attack hits, as does the second. Total of 14 damage on Sister Gorel. So it's a Shrew. Shrew's going to attack one of the gnolls in front of him, whichever one. The one that looks kind of weaker, the one that looks like it's about to falter. He wants to attack with his bite first. 23 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Well, a total of 13 damage. As Cave Bear Shrew bites into him, he rips his head clean off. He's dead. He dead. And he wants to follow that with a claw attack. The next knoll that is looking worse for wear. 14 to hit. That just misses. Is Shrew doing anything with his bonus action? No, he's staying there. Then it's over to Fenner. Fenner wants to turn our attention to what looks to be the big boss. Wants to cast Guiding Bolt as a level 4 spell. 20 to hit. Yeah, that will hit. That's a juicy 7d6. That's a total of 30 damage. He howls out in pain. He seems momentarily winded and spits blood on the ground beside him. He seems rather worse for wear. Is Fenner doing anything else? She's just staying there. So it's a Murkub, who again raises his battle axe. Roll me d6. 3. Turns his attention to Fabian. It's a total of 17. Yeah, that hits. It's a total of 12 slashing damage on Fabian, plus 1 for the magical weapon. That now means that Fabian's taken 20 points of damage. Incidentally, it's now over to Fabian. Fabian wants to take his turn to attack Murkub, but do so with non-lethal damage. So he wants to hit him with the pummel of his sword. 12 to hit. That first attack does not hit. He goes again. 18 to hit. That hits. For a total of 11 damage. Murkub looks a bit winded. He's still standing. His eyes glowing. He seems pissed. Fabian notices this and wants to take his action surge to make sure he knocks him down. 23 to hit. Yeah, that will hit. Again, these are non-lethal. 5 damage. Again, Murkub grunts. Spits on the floor. He's staring Fabian down. Fabian takes a step back and puts his whole body into this hit to make sure this time Murkub does fall. 21 to hit. Yeah, that will hit. For a total of 8 damage. As he puts his full body weight into this last hit, he hits Murkub square in the jaw as he lets out a grunt and collapses to the floor in front of him. Ooh, nice one, Fabian. Fabian wants to use his movement to get behind the tree where Fena is. Between Fen and the tree, if he can, or just behind Fen, if he can't. So it's a knoll up in the tree. He aims his bow at True. Total of 14 to hit. Hits. It's a total of 3 piercing damage in True. It's now to the knoll, directly in front of True, that's engaged in hand to hand combat. It's a natural 17 which hits. Total of 9 piercing damage in True, as he plunges his spear into the hide of the bear. It's now over to that last remaining, slightly meaner looking knoll the far end of the battlefield and again he draws his longbow and aims at true 13 to hit hits and the second attack also hits then it's a total of 12 piercing damage between both attacks it's now to sister Gorel, who's looking rather confused at what's just happened just seen fabian take down murkub how's shrew looking well as a bear he only has two hp left as shrew he has 49 she's still focusing her attention on that pack leader this time, a ray of sickening, greenish energy lashes out from her hands towards him, which misses. She's now going to move towards Fabian and Fenner to the top of the round, and that first knoll that's engaged with Shrew. It's going to try and stab Bear Shrew with his spear. It's a natural 20, first one of the night. 
And he's rolled max damage for a total of 18 piercing damage on True. With that, True pops back into his normal self. Seeing what's just happened, that big boy Noel, the pack leader, uses some of his movement to bring himself up to that tree where Googie had been. He draws his longbow and takes aim at True, now in his halfling form. It's 13 to hit. That misses. And his second shot is 19 to hit. That one hits. That's a total of 9 piercing damage on True. And it's now True's turn. I want to cast Tidal Wave on both Noel's in front of me. Ooh, it's been a while. They need to make a dexterity saving throw. That's a 7 and a 9. They both fail, so they take 48 bludgeoning damage. For a total of 17, 17 damage. They both get knocked over by this tidal wave that appears in front of them, coughing and gurgling the water that's bludgeoned them almost to death, but just breathing. Now Shu wants to move behind the tree that's right next to the knolls he knocked prone. He wants to go round one as to avoid the attack of opportunity from both of them. Okay, so you only provoke one attack of opportunity and that's with disadvantage because they're prone. Good thing too. That would have been the second natural 20 of the night. He misses. Good, and I want to use my bonus action to take a potion of healing. Alright then, roll for healing. Alright, that's 2d4 plus 2. For a total of 7 healing. Not too shabby. If Shrew is done, then it's over to Fenner. Yeah, that's my turn. What's Fenner doing then? Fenner again wants to try and hit the big boss. Another guiding bolt. Level 3 again. 22 to hit. That hits. That's 22 total damage. Ooh, hurt and confused from being attacked by Murkub and then seeing him knocked out by Fabian. Fenner lashes out with a guiding bolt, accompanied by an angry scream as his snow lights up and then explodes all over the floor around him. Is Fenner doing anything else? No, she's staying there. It would be over to Murkub, but he's knocked out, so it's over to Fabian. Fabian wants to move towards one of the prone knolls in front of Shu and attack the one closest to him. Okay. With advantage, because he's prone. 19, which is a critical for him. That's a total of 8 damage. He pierces this prone knoll on the chest as it breathes its last breath. He moves over to the next one. Okay, attack with advantage. Good, because one was a 1, and the other one is a 16 plus 7. Yeah, that also hits. And this time it's 6 damage. Withdrawing his sword from the first knoll and plunging it into the second, starts gurgling blood its eyes roll into the back of its head. He's also down. He wants to move his last remaining feet towards the tree and try and use it as cover. Okay, he reaches and it's now over to the knoll in the tree. This knoll starts scrambling down the tree, loses his footing and falls, taking six bludgeoning damage. He lands prone and then uses half of his movement to get up and uses the dash action to move 30 feet away from the base of the tree. It's now over to that last remaining, slightly fiercer looking gnoll, who having seen all his companions taken down, and that last remaining gnoll jump down from the tree and run. He's gonna turn on his heels and take a dash action to run away from the battle. It will now be over to Shrew. Are you giving chase? No, I'm not giving chase. Let them flee with their tails between their legs and tell their friends not to mess with Shrew's shrubberies. And with that then the battle is over. Shrew's shrubberies have emerged victorious. But at what cost? We're going to quickly search the bodies that are left littered around the battlefield. Okay, roll for investigation with advantage. 19 total. Between the 9 bodies that you've searched, you find a total of 18 gold. On those 2 
gnarlier looking knolls. You also notice that there's a couple of appendages hanging from their belts. A couple of hands, fingers, feet. You recognize this as goblin. On the bigger looking knoll, apart from the gold you found on him, you also find a small pouch filled with teeth and a triple headed flail. This flail also has a mark on its handle, which looks like a weird skull with a number of bones jutting out of it and one eye missing. Give me a religion check. Five. This strange symbol doesn't ring any bells to you. I show Sister Gavel and see if she knows anything about this symbol. Have you seen this before? This weird skull? Let me have a closer look, sure. Yeah, here. Yeah. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I can't say that uh, it is a symbol that I'm familiar with. Hmm, neither am I. Well, I'll stash it in my bag and perhaps someone in town in Fendling can have a look at it. What uh, got into your friend? Mm, I don't know, perhaps. One of these gnolls cast a spell on him, or something, turning him against us. It's best if we tie him up in case the, the effects of such spell haven't worn off yet. Better be a spell. <sighs> now, Fabian, you know. He attacked me and he attacked Fenner. When did, when did he attack you? He rushed to Fenner and sliced her with his battle axe. That's true, true. And then he turned on Fabian. Yes, of course, of course. I know. Uh, all I'm saying is, th- this is very strange. It's happened now, during battle. I mean, why didn't he do it before? Why now? It makes no sense. He could have killed us in our sleep if he wanted, but he chose not to. You have a point there. Something's amiss. Something's amiss here. This is not like Murkub. We know him well now. Well, we've only known him a few days. Yes, but we've risked our lives together, and he's risked his life for us multiple times. We only know ourselves, what, a couple of weeks? But it seems like longer. The same, I'd say, goes for Morkob. We are brothers now. He's part of true shrubbery. I'm sure that this is a misunderstanding, or rather, the wrongdoing of one of these novels. As I say, let's tie him in case the effects have not worn off yet. And let's go back for Cookie. She must be worried. Who's tying up Morkob then? I'm most certainly not, because I always fail at tying. I'll say Fabian can take over the time. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check then. And I'll say with advantage because he's incapacitated at the moment. Twelve. Okay, that will be the DC then if Murkov tries to break free. Okay, for now we're just going to lift him up. Mostly Fabian. <laughs> I'll help a bit if I can. And take him to to Kugi. I'm going to pick up his axe as well if he dropped it when he got knocked out. Yeah, his axe is beside him. You can pick it up. Okay, so I let Fabian do the hard work of carrying Murkov and I just carry the axe better. Okay, so with that, True Shrubberies makes their way back to Kuki. Do you take care of the gnolls? Almost all of them. Some two of them got away, but... How many were there? Well, about eight. I think I counted ten. Well, give or take a few. Thank you so much for, for your rescue and for your kind assistance. Oh, it's the least we could do. I mean, your husband did... Offer his generous hospitality, and of course we wouldn't let someone that's in distress behind. We always try to help where we can. Only on my sincere gratitude for your timely arrival. Please, I must reward you. No, no, it's fine. Your husband already did so much for us. I must insist. (sighs) She starts rummaging through her bags. She pulls out this scroll. I came across this the other day in the wilderness. Mm. Now, I'm not entirely sure... What it does exactly, but I know it's magical. But I I think that whoever was the previous owner didn't realize it was magical. There seems to be some 
sort of name written on the back of it. Kul... Kul... Kuldar, I, b- I believe it says. Hmm, Kuldar. And she hands you over the scroll. What is it? It's a scroll of prayer of healing. Ooh, nice. Kindly donated by Kuldar. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Thanks, Kuldar, for your kind donation. I'm sure Kuldar is kicking himself for not knowing it was magical. <laughs> Hope he doesn't need it right now. You've been so kind. No, no. I must start making my way. Although I could do with a bit of a rest, perhaps, before before making my way. But I know these parts well, and if the gnolls are gone, I should be able to make my way home back to Malasis. No, no, we'll, we'll escort you back. We wouldn't, not after all of this, we wouldn't let you go back by yourself. No, that's, that won't do. We need to make sure you get back home safely. One thing, though. It's half a day back. Well, it's fandling, we'll have to wait. One thing, though. Your husband, Malasis, told us about potions you guys make. Like, foretell the future. Perhaps I'm forgetting what it did exactly, but... Oh, yes, sir. They can give you dreams. Oh, that. Yes, dreams. Do you have any of those we could purchase, perhaps? Not only me. I I sold all my wares to the town folk in Fandolin. Hmm. There were a couple of those potions I, I sold. Um, if I recall correctly, one was to that dwarven woman, Adabra. Oh, really? How much for? You don't mind me asking. Fifty gold. <laughs> really? Okay, okay. And the other to that woman in the, the miners' exchange. Oh, Halia. Yes, that might have been a name. Rings a bell. Hmm. Okay. Well, if you ever visit Fandolin again, bring bring us one. If we are not there, leave it with Toblum. Very well. I'll send one on the house for you. Oh, really? That's oh, so generous. Now we have more reason to make sure you get home safely. Should we get going then, or would yes. you like to take a rest first? Well, if you are in need of a rest, we'll rest. Well, if you're accompanying me, I, I can make the journey. Let's go. But I don't want to be any more of a bother than I already have been. No, no, no bother at all. It'll be good to see Malice's face when he sees you come back. Finally, he was worried sick about you. And so shrew shrubberies then, accompany Kuki, back to our part of the woods. And after about four hours, you now find yourself in the clearing near the cottage. Cookie, you've made it back. True, what are you doing here? I thought you were going to Fandolin. Yes, but we came across your wife on the way there, and we thought it'd be a nice gesture for your generosity to make sure she comes back safe. The last stretch of of her journey here, of course. That's very kind of you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Are you right, Cookie? Well, it's a tale to tell you over a nice rest and some good food. Will you be joining us, friends? Well, I can't say no to food, even if it's not sausages, but yes, we will be joining, if you don't mind, of course. No, no, of course not. Are you spending the night, or are you making your way back to the tribal trail? No, no, just a short rest here, fill up our bellies, and we'll be off. We need to get to Fandling. So Malasis repairs you all, some of that broth you had the night before, and Gui tells him of how you rescued her from her plight. Oh, it had not been for you, Shrew. Kuku would surely have been gone would appear you arrived at the precise moment. Yes, the gods smiled upon us today and on you as well. Here, please, you must take this as well. No, 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 you've... Cookie already gave me a, a really expensive scroll. It's enough, we haven't done this for payment or, or anything, it's just... I must insist, her life is worth far more than this. Please, take this elixir of health. Okay, okay. I mean, we, we will need it, so I'll graciously take it. Thank you. Thank you very much. He gives you an elixir of health. Drinking this potion cures any diseases you have, removes any blinded, deafened, paralyzed, 
and poison conditions. As you're all finishing your bowls, Murkub starts just to... Oh, my head. See him opening his eyes. <sighs> what are we doing back here? What do you mean? We've never left. What do you mean we didn't leave? Well, we're waiting for you to wake up, sleepyhead. We were fighting those damn gnolls. What gnolls? We rescued her. The, 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 why am I tied up? Tied up? What shenanigans is this? I don't see you tied. I'm in no mood for playing games. Room. I've got a splitting headache. Mm. One truly deserved. You attacked Fenna and Fabian. What do you mean I attacked Fenna and Fabian? What do you hear? We were in the middle of the battle. This is another one of your childish pranks, Shrew. No, no. First I, you say we never left and now you're saying I attacked your companions? You can ask Fenna herself. You know she wouldn't lie. Did I attack you? I'm afraid you did, Morgan. And Fabian. Then it must be those damn gnolls. That's what I thought. Are you better now? Oh, apart from exploding headache. Did you feel anything strange before you attacked Fenna? Did they cast something on you? Did you feel anything? I don't know. Magic's not my... How is it you posher people say? Forte? I don't know. I'm not posh. Well, you magic-y people. I don't know. I wouldn't know a spell from a potion from a normal attack. I just know I feel this rage. Well, can you untie me then? Are you sure the effects of whatever gripped you are over? Well, you don't see me trying to attack you, do you? Well, you're tied, Murkub. That's a point. Listen. No, if, I, if I attacked anybody, it wasn't my doing. It was those damn gnolls. You feel fine now. Like I said, other than my splitting headache, I could do with a bowl of that broth as well. You hear his stomach rumbling. And was it this rage different to the one that you normally are under? I don't know. When I'm in battle, you know, the heat of it gets to you and your blood starts to boil. But I don't remember attacking Fenner or Fabian. It must be those gnolls. The only explanation. Well, we will have to keep an eye on you for the remainder of this journey back to Fundling. In case this happens again, you shall go unarmed from here on. Unless, unless you need it in battle. Just in case, I'm sure you will understand, Murkub. We don't know if the reasons behind all of this... No, 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 I need my axe. I'm not going to be walking around unarmed. No, no, don't worry, you have our protection. But you must understand that if the, the effects of this spell or curse or whatever it may be... And, and what use am I um, unarmed? What? I must insist you give me back my arms well, if you... Untie me and give me my axe. If we have to fight, I will give you your arms. But for the journey back, as long as it's peaceful, we can't risk having you turn again and attack us with an axe. You, you can take a club or something that doesn't do so much damage, but I'm not comfortable having you with arms. You notice Murkub's eyes getting angrier. He starts trying to wrestle out of his Now, now, Murkub, you're not doing yourself any favors here. And tie me through. Oh, I and will. give me my axe. But I will not give you your axe. Oh, you'll give me my axe, so I'll take it from you. Why do you need this axe so badly? I'm not walking from the Neverwinter Woods and onto Fandolin, where everybody's going to want my head on a pike without my weapon at hand. You have your javelins? That's no good in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Well, you can punch. I've told you, if we get attacked, I'll give you your axe. What I'm not going to do is... Have our backs turned at you in case this effect is still afflicting you. You turn on us whilst we are not looking, and we have a real big problem. And that's final, Murkup. I will untie you, but you're not getting any weapons. Then I'll break through of these bonds at some point. I'm taking my axe. I said I will untie you, but you... if you keep talking like that, I'm half a mind of leaving you behind. Then leave me behind. 
but I've come back for my axe. You want me to help you in Fandolin? And you want me to help you take down that damn dragon? What's so I need my special axe. about this axe? You, you've never needed your weapon so much. It's my precious. <laughs> <laughs> what? Your what? My precious. I've never had anything that valuable in my life. I'm not going to have you take it away from me. I told, I'm telling you, it's those damn gnolls that got in your head true. Can I try to make sense out of this somehow? Like, would I start having an idea? Because obviously as the player, Alan, I know what's going on. But perhaps not as true, or is true starting to perhaps put one and one together and start to suspect perhaps the problem is the axe, seeing as he has never acted like this before acquiring it, and now suddenly it's his precious. <laughs> Give me an intelligence check. Fourteen. Yeah, Shu's starting to suspect that the axe has something to do with this. He also remembers that the dwarven statue holding it looked solemn, even for a dwarf. I tell you what, I will untie you. But I will only give you the axe if you're in your best behavior. I want my axe. Fabian, Fena, Sister Garel, I'm starting to suspect that the trouble here, as you may have yourselves, is the axe. You think it is a cursed? Would Shu know about cursed items? Being proficient in magic and having suffered a curse of lycanthropy, you could imagine that items can be cursed as well as people. Yes, it would appear so, sister. It would appear so. Then let me uh, cast my my magic. I healed you and I healed Fenner. Perhaps I can remove the affliction that is on your friend. Be my guest as I look at Murkub and I raise the axe. Starts wriggling, trying to break free from his bonds. Fabian! And I nod towards Murkub as in gesture to go and restrain him. Roll an athletics check with advantage for Fabian. Total of 12. This time Murkub manages to break free from his rope. With a 13 and he's wrestling out of Fabian's grasp and he starts rushing towards Sister Garel just as he approaches her he slumps onto the floor landing on his bottom I believe there was a curse on this item it is now gone your friend uh, peers back to normal Murkob has lost his attunement to the axe Murkob how are you feeling? what the hell are we doing back in Malice's place? you don't remember anything I remember a battle with Nold. hmm it would seem that this axe which has now being blessed by Sister Garel. Are you under a curse? Curse? Mm, you attacked Fenna and Fabian. I did? Mm. You were threatening us to give you your axe back. Well, you know I wouldn't do that. No, I know you. You wouldn't do that. But still, if you don't mind, travel without weapons for now until we are sure the curse has been broken. Now am I supposed to defend myself for you? If we find trouble, I'll, I'll give you. Malesis, can I buy... Those silvered axes I I sold you. Can I buy it back? You can take one. No, no. Let, let me pay for it. I have more money. Uh, I couldn't take any coin from you. I have my cookie because of you. Mm, mm, well, very well. Thank, thank you. This uh, axe, the spell only breaks the attunements so that he's no longer under the curse. But the axe will remain cursed. So it would be safe to not take it with us. Well, I'm holding it currently, do you think? As long as you do not attune to it? Oh, no, no, of course not. But what shall we do with it? I'll throw it into a lake. That never ends well. And we melt it, perhaps. We take it to a smithy, perhaps. I don't know, can cursed weapons or magical weapons be melted down? I don't, I don't, I don't think so, no. I'll, I'll keep a hold to it and keep it on my back until we 
figure something out. I, I'm not comfortable knowing that this could end up in someone's hands and ruining the lives. Perhaps the gnomes of Nomengold will know what to do with us. Hmm, yes. That's a good idea. Well, I'll hold on to it. No one, under any circumstances, try to attune to this hex. If you do, you will be outcast from shrewd shrubberies. And that's final. Seems fair enough. You see Favin turns towards Murkub. Anyway, Murkub, if things turn sour, I will give you this axe. Favian, carry it for him, if you don't mind. With pleasure. Lop off his head as well if you... Now, now! Misbehaves. We've already ascertained that the problem was the axe. So what are we do now, then? We're having a group hug. That's what we're doing. I'd rather not. Well, you don't have an option. Bring it in. And I start <laughs> <laughs> pulling through the shrubberies together. You too, Sister Grell. You're a provisional member of Shrew Shrubberies. Okay. She snuggles up into Shrew. <laughs> oh, well, well, yes. Now, in two, in three, we all say Shrew Shrubberies and we move out. Got it? Okay. One, two, three. Shrew Shrubberies. Good. Let's move. So Shrew Shrubberies are heading back towards the tribal trail then? Yes. To push you beyond the limits of a normal day's travel. So to get you back to where you met Gookie would be four hours march. And you need to make a constitution saving throw at the end of each hour. Do you want to roll any hit dice before you set off? Yeah. I want to fully heal, so I'll roll as many as I need. Okay, go for it. Are you rolling for Fan and Fabian as well? Yes. Alright, I'm going to roll my hit dice. For sure. That's six healing on the first one. going to roll another one. That's five on this one. I'll do one more for now. Another five. I'll do one more, let's see. Big old one, so three total. I'll do one more, come on. Another big old one. <laughs> and this is a final one, I promise. Alright, an eight plus two. Almost takes me to full health. Okay, I'll do Murkub now. That's eight. I'll roll all of them for Murkub. That's a total of eleven with the last remaining hit dice plus his constitution. Okay, that takes him up to a total of 20 HP. Fabian's taken 20 damage. And Fen is currently standing at 10 damage. I'll roll some for them as well. Fen are first. That's three. I'll roll another. That's six. And I'll just do one more. Another four. Fen is back up to full health. Good. Now, last but not least, Fabian. So with three hit dice rolled, that's 22 healing. Okay, so Fabian's now also back up to full health. Good. And with that, we push on. So the first hour passes. Good need you to give me a constitution saving throw. We'll say do one with an advantage and it'll be for the group. 17. The first hour passes without too much exertion. The second hour. Please give me a, another constitution save. 19. Again, the second hour passes without any overexertion. Roll me again for the third and fourth hours. 19 again. 12. Shoe shrubberies take one point of exhaustion. The fourth hour passes now. You're starting to feel the effects of your false march. You're now near the tree where you met Gookie. Your muscles are aching. Your breath is a little heavy. What are Shrew Shrubbery's doing? I know it's been a long day, and we want to rest. Believe me, I do too. But we are too close to where we had this encounter earlier today. Perhaps it would do us well to at least push one hour more until we get further away from this place. What do you guys say? I think uh, it would be wise to move away from this area. <sighs> Here we go. 14. Shrew Shrubberies take another point of exhaustion. 
As your feet now feel heavy, as do your weary muscles. Are sure shrubberies pushing on, or are you looking to make camp? No, I think we've pushed it quite far enough. We already have two points of exhaustion. I can't go on anymore. I need the sweet embrace of sleep. Give me a survival check as you start looking for a safe place to make camp. 22 total. You start searching for some cover and some wood to make a fire. You hear a crackling not too far away. You see a warm and inviting glow. The distance you see three silhouettes set around this fire. That's what we're going to call a session. <laughs> oh, damn. Another warm, inviting glow. Surely this time they are enemies and another cozy cottage. Doesn't appear to be a cottage. Not out here. And so that brings today's episode to an end. Hope you enjoyed it. Bit of a mixed one today with a bit of a battle and some roleplay. Some heroics with the rescue of poor old Gookie. If you want to hear us talk a bit more about today's episode, you should head on over to i2td.com and follow our links to buy me a coffee, where by joining one of our membership tiers, you can get access to our Into the Studio exclusive podcast episodes, where we reflect on today's episode. Whilst you're over at Buy Me A Coffee, you can also support the podcast by purchasing a potion, perhaps a one-off donation, and be a part of the stories we tell, as your item or potion will appear in an episode, much like Guldar's Scroll of Prayer of Healing today. And if you can't donate, or don't wish to, you can still help us by liking, sharing, leaving a comment, or review, or subscribing if you're one of those that listen to us on YouTube. Big Al's a little quiet today, in this end of the episode, because we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, as his mic keeps clicking every time he approaches the mic. So don't worry, he's not punished in the corner or anything. Yes, I am. He's lying. There's no click. <laughs> he punished me, because I was rolling too high today. And so that brings us on to the end of the episode club, where we give you a password and you insert it into a comment on our Discord or YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast on. And by doing so, you can compete for the honored title of the Giro Masferava. And today's password is, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> All right. And you get bonus points if you spell cookie as Q-U-K-I, as in cookie, the tiefling, and not the cookie. Q-U-K-I. Jot it down, because you're going to get, we're going to judge it by... <laughs> by who spells it right <laughs> you'll get a minus point if you don't yeah not that we keep points or anything but yeah it'll go a long way if you spell it right and so without further ado we bid you farewell and we hope you join us next week as we delve into, into the dungeon, dungeon. Right then, roll for healing. When I get that feeling, I want potion of healing. Potion of healing. Do you? I'm away. Do you? I'm not sure what I mean up here. Do you? Do you?